It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Thursday edition of Locked On Dolphins. Ahead of Week 18, the Dolphins hoping to finish the season with a winning record facing the New England Patriots at home. And we heard from the players yesterday. I'm going to be diving into some of the quotes from uh, Miami Dolphins players, not necessarily just about Week 18 either. The future of some Dolphins players put into question. I'll be taking a look at what their tone had to say about that as well here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, and uh, looking forward to closing out the season, hopefully with a bang. Uh, the opportunity to uh, beat New England is always a nice one if you can follow through and finish the deal, and, and Miami will be at home for this contest, so I think uh, if there were conditions coming off of an elimination game, which you were eliminated from the postseason, uh, to get that done, this would be the environment in which I would say you have a reasonable chance to do it. But uh, the Dolphins are going to have to be in the right frame of mind, and we're going to be looking at some of the things that they discussed during their press availability on Wednesday that may or may not give some context clues into what the frame of mind of these Dolphins players is. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. It's a lot of great podcasts, a lot of great personalities out there. And to see so many of you who are so tuned into what we do here on Locked On Dolphins, uh, genuinely, thank you and appreciate it. Um, I think the the most viral clip of the player abilities came courtesy of Mike Gusecki, uh, tight end. Of course, he's in a contract year. And uh, he was asked during his press availability about his contract situation. Uh, he was asked, would you hope be now that the season is ending to get a long-term deal with the Miami Dolphins? Obviously, they've got a lot of options for you. They could stick the franchise tag on you. Would the ideal scenario for you to be a long-term deal with the Dolphins? And Mike kind of, he's listening to the question and he's nodding his head. And he, he the, the answer that he provided, and I'll, I'll read out. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I haven't thought about it this season. I just kind of let it all play out because it doesn't matter how much I think about it or don't think about it. It's really not up to me. I just kind of go about my business and kind of let everything fall where it may. I do appreciate this organization. I'm happy where I'm at. And I like the guys, like the locker room, like the coaches. I can go on and on and on about all the things I like. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The words seem innocent enough. But I do think his tone, when you saw his reply, didn't give you warm and fuzzies that this was an opportunity for them to run it back. And I think if you look at the usage of Mike Gusecki this season, he still has done very well for himself in 
setting season highs or career highs in a number of statistics. He's caught 71 passes. That's 18 more than he's caught at any time in his career. He's caught 758 yards. That's 55 yards more than his previous career high. He hasn't found the end zone. Uh, he's only scored two touchdowns versus uh, six last year and five the year before that. And his yards per target is way down. Mike's been targeted 109 times this season versus 85 last year. So the efficiency hasn't necessarily been great either. Um, but this is a player in Mike who was relatively quiet throughout the entire win streak. Uh, a lot of his big performances, 10 for 86, came against the Raiders. 8 for 115 against Jacksonville. 7 for 85 against Atlanta. Since the Baltimore game, 7 targets, 0. 5 for 50, 3 for 17. 7 for 46, 5 for 45, 3 for 22, and 4 for 51. I think we've kind of reached the point with Mike specifically where the usage and some of that has been cross-pollinated with more usage of Jalen Waddell. Uh, the usage of Mike, the efficiency in which Mike has been implemented in the passing game, the contract situation, Miami drafting Hunter Long, It just feels like, and then I didn't get the warm and fuzzies watching Mike's reaction to that question. And to be fair to Mike, well, maybe it was just dealing with a contract question and he didn't want to deal with it. Because he also goes on to say, um, the follow-up question was, one last question on this topic, were you ever, I don't want to say feelings hurt because it's a business, were your feelings hurt that two other members of the 2018 class were extended and you were not? And Mike said, no, absolutely not. I was happy for those guys. They put in a lot of work. They made plays. They did what they had to do, and they were rewarded for it. I'm happy for them. That's just how it's been. I think we need to mentally prepare that Mike's going to play his, his last game. Not to say that's a guarantee, not to say that's that, but that is a prediction of mine that Mike's going to go out on Sunday against New England, and that'll be the last time you see 88 with Gusecki on the back. Now, the one thing I don't think you can do, unless you absolutely cannot come to terms and an agreement with Emmanuel Agba, is I don't think you can just let this guy walk. Because I think there's a lot of really good opportunities uh to get a strong return on investment for Mike as a player. When you're looking at roster and, and uh, team building and getting him on the franchise tag, even if you don't intend on bringing him back, I think about the, the, uh, the Los Angeles chargers, just as an example. And I know everybody's going to cringe at the mention of the chargers because of Herbert and all that stuff. And that's fine. Um, but the Chargers as a team who, they, I mean, they went out and went after Jared Cook as an athletic tight end, and he's underperformed for them this season. And they potentially are losing Mike Williams at wide receiver, who's a, a big-bodied, contested catch guy who's 
ran a lot of routes this year over the middle of the field. What would Mike be worth to that team, especially in a tight end class that isn't going to give you warm and fuzzies either? I mean, just as a point of reference, obviously, director of scouting over thedraftnetwork.com, so I'm very familiar with the draft prospects in this year's class. Uh, We don't have a single tight end prospect in the top 50. We have two in the top 64. Jalen Weidermeyer from Texas A&M and Trey McBride from Colorado State. So if you as the Chargers deem that upgrading that tight end position for your young quarterback is an important bullet point to check, you know, and you're you're picking, if you end up making the playoffs, you got to pick in the mid-50s. You know, could you get a second-round pick for Mike on the franchise tag? In the for the right suitor, possibly. And man, if they're going to do what a lot of us feel like is inevitable that they're going to do this off season at some point, get an extra draft pick somewhere to be able to build up a couple of of assets to be able to either play with or make picks with or or do whatever with. It's going to be an important piece of the puzzle for what we feel like the plan is going to be this offseason, predictively. So Mike's answers were uh, candid. I appreciated how he tackled his entire presser. I mean, I I thought it was really cool listening to talk about his personal growth um, from his rookie season when he uh, the phrase was, people kind of want you out of here. Uh, think back to when I first got here in 2018, a lot of people were excited for the day. I wasn't here anymore, uh, but here I am now in 2022. It goes quick, it goes fast, but you learn a lot. I've enjoyed it every single aspect of being in this organization. Um, and then he went on to share a really nice story about picking up Hunter Long in the preseason this year, which if you guys haven't seen that presser, I would definitely recommend uh, you go check it out and, and hear Mike's words and, and see his reaction to that contract question for yourself. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online is your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. Write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Mike was not the only individual who had a press availability. Tua Tungvalo met with the press and uh, 
was asked about a slew of things. He was asked about their season this year, his season this year. And um, what went wrong, what, what they would like to improve upon versus their performance on Sunday against the Titans. And I have not been able to bring myself to watch that game tape just yet. Um, that one did hurt. I admittedly uh, took a long time to be able to watch the Bills tape last year from Week 17. I don't think this one's going to have the same amount of sting, but it does hurt. Uh, so I would expect when we get into positional uh, evaluations uh, and full body of work for the season, I'll have gotten the stomach to watch that game kind of once we know how uh, the Patriots game ends the season for Miami. Uh, but it was ugly all around. And Tua, when he was asked what they would like to improve upon and clean up, said uh, our operation offensively. We haven't been consistent, and I would just say the consistency of that uh, was asked about uh, how he would evaluate his sophomore season for him. He said it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. It didn't go the way that our team wanted it to go. It's tough when you have an opportunity and you don't capitalize on that opportunity. It's tough. Um, of course, the questions turn to uh, the, the quarterback rumors immediately after that, uh, when the trade deadline came and went, it obviously meant those last two months were yours. Now that it all but came and went, do you wonder if those trade conversations for another quarterback may come up again this off season? He said, no, and I'm not worried about that. If it comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you can just tell. Everybody, and I know the fans are too, everybody's tired of playing this game. This will they, won't they, you're here, uh, but it's, are you going to have every turn questioned at every stop along the way uh, with kind of this figure just looming in the background? And I don't blame him for the the frustration. And he, I mean, he's being very candid, but very matter of fact. And it's like, I, and he said at one point, I've dealt with this ever since I got here. So it is what it is. And I can only focus on what I can focus on. Um, the one thing that I would say, though, is uh, I sympathize for Tua having to work through all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, whether it's in Miami or somewhere else, Tua was the top five pick in the NFL draft, and he is going to get an opportunity to be a quarterback somewhere. And what more could you possibly hope for? Well, other than just the opportunity. And as he said himself, um, the early portions of his career have not gone the way that he have wanted them to. Um, his sophomore season didn't go the way it wanted it to. And I'm, I'm sure some of that was, you know, anytime you get banged up and get hurt and miss time, it hurts. Uh, the opportunity to win the last two games and that not going the way that it has for Miami is tough. Um, 
Two is going to be okay, though. You know, we we can all understand and identify the human element of the position that he's been in this past year. But he's a tough dude. He thought his career was over at Alabama. He's going to be okay. And he's going to get a chance to play. And whether it is in Miami or not in Miami, I will always hope for the absolute best for Tua. Except for in the instances in which if he's not playing in Miami, when he's playing against the Dolphins. Because that's the deal, right? You root for the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. You can have players that you like. I've got a bunch of players. I mean, that's one cool thing about having worked in uh, the draft industry as long as I have since 2013. Is you go through the pre-draft process, you get to know some of these guys on a personal level. And I got a couple guys numbers in my phone that I've done interviews with over the years and you get to know these guys personally a little bit and it's super easy to root for good people and I think we all know that Tua Tungvaloa is you know genuinely a good person on top of a promising young quarterback um and he's somebody who I thought extremely highly of in the pre-draft process. I never had a chance to to interview him in the pre-draft process. Um, but just knowing his story, he's going to be somebody that I want the best for. Um, whether or not that comes in Miami or not, it's hard to say. And I know this fan base has a lot of split decisions on Tua, I know this fan base has a lot of people who have come in and identify Tua as their quarterback and they feel he's been slighted. And I mean, yeah, it's this hasn't necessarily been fair. Uh, fair and objective. And he's put in, been put into an environment where it's clear that um, at least some within the, the organization see an opportunity to upgrade upon him and it's it's lingered over this team. That's not fair. But in the spirit of what Mike said with his contract and what Tua has said all throughout this course of time, you can only control what you can control. And for Tua's case, I hope he goes out and plays well against New England. And he was asked about what the Patriots do. And he said they want you to work for your touchdowns. Uh, They force you to make quick decisions. They don't give up big plays. Uh, If it's a check down that works for 10 yards, that's the kind of game they want to play. It's a take what they give you, and when you have your shots, you have to take your shots. I hope he goes out and does that. Well, obviously, he talked about the cold weather situation, and he's going to have to go somewhere cold and wet this offseason to train and throw the ball. I mean, I guess that's the downside to working with a guy, or having a guy, a quarterback, who played at Alabama, and before that was in Hawaii. Like, you didn't have to throw in the cold. Does that excuse the performance in Week 17? No. I mean, that was uh, as tough of a performance as we've seen from a quarterback uh, since probably Josh Rosen was playing. It was not a good performance, and the fact that it came in the environment to which it came with what was on the line is what made it sting so bad. But it is what it is. It's water under the bridge, and we will see how Tua... And the offense bounce back and respond uh, this weekend against the Patriots.
And we're going to shift gears to Mac Collins, who said something that I really liked about what the Week 17 game is. But not before remind you guys about an incredible app for anybody who buys gas. Get upside. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. It's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. People who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift cards such as Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I really liked what Mac Hollins had to say. What the heck is going on with special teams this year? We usually come to you to explain things and you do quite a good job of explaining it, what is going on with that unit. And Matt goes on and he gives you uh, some kind of explanation about not having played to their potential. Our job is to have one more chance, and I guess that's the good thing about football. You get one more chance, but we won't after this week. So it's important that if you're going to have one last game, whether people want to say it's worth something or not, you're going to have to live with this game until next season. I know personally from a special teams asset, this is the biggest game of the year because This is the game I'm going to have to live with for the next six to eight months. Amen, Mac. Great insight. And for a lot of these guys, I mean, they're guys like Mac Collins is not under contract with the Dolphins next year right now. There's a lot, a side of pride and a divisional rivalry. There's a lot to be gained by playing well and leaving that positive impression going into the offseason that you are the right kind of people with the right kind of DNA for this team to want to continue to build around and have on the roster. So for Mac, guys like Mac Hollins, I hope he balls out, especially Mac, who ended up winning the uh, Pro Football Writers Association South Florida Chapters Good Guy Award for the media. Uh, it's been very good to the media, uh, very good with his interviews. This is a guy who, um, has done the absolute most with the opportunity that he's been afforded since coming to Miami guys like him and Zach Sealer as waiver wire ads. Um, the kind of gems that, that when you get a hold of those guys, you, they're, they're glue guys. I mean, that that's a phrase that I know can be an eye roll, eye roll inducing phrase, but like Mac Collins is a guy who is super high energy. He handles the media well. 
He's really good on special teams. He must make clutch plays for you at times throughout the course of this season on offense. He scored a bunch of touchdowns. Like, what's going to be the sticking point there for, for Mac Hollins? And it's not even like some of the other guys on the team, Seathan Carter, Clayton Fezulum, they're, they're here, right? And they are special teams guys getting paid a couple million dollars a year. Shoot, let's. If Mac Hollins is a special teams guy, but he's given you four offensive touchdowns this year. And that's playing probably 25% of the snaps offensively for the year. 31, excuse me. And over the last two years, he's played over 500 snaps on special teams. Get this guy under contract, man. And I hope he goes out and plays the game of his life because he knows he's going to have to live with it for the next six to eight months. And I hope the next time we see him, he's still wearing that Miami Dolphins aqua and orange. We get to see that 86 back on the field again next year. That is, uh, that's going to do it for us today on the show. Uh, we are going to be doing power to the pod for tomorrow. So plan accordingly. We will be live on the YouTube stream. Uh, so you guys get a chance to submit some live questions if you get a chance uh, to drop them in. So hit subscribe to the channel, Locked On Dolphins on YouTube, if you want to partake in the live uh, stream later this evening. And uh, hope to see you guys there and hope to see you guys back on the podcast feed at the very least tomorrow. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for listening. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.